What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another LWE podcast edition. I am LWE Lee Collins, and uh, here in the <clears throat> first full week of April, as uh, we continue to live this uh, this crazy, crazy life that we're living right now under uh, pandemic restrictions and guidelines. COVID nineteen continues to uh, rage on around us, uh, not only in our state here in South Carolina, but also around the country and um as we go into this new month um as things continually remain fluid with everything that's going on we continue to find outlets for hope for positivity for encouragement and that's what this podcast is uh, meant to do uh for whatever reason it may be for for entertainment's sake for humor's sake for just real life story's sake but something hopefully to be taken away that whoever may listen to this whether it be a few or many um, hopefully they get something from it. And, um, so I thought I'd come at you today with, uh, with this edition and, uh, kind of be a little bit, kind of a, a wide open, kind of a buffet thing. Uh, the last one I did was about WrestleMania and, um, you know, I watched WrestleMania this past weekend and it was just so different watching it without a crowd. Uh, but they had some, they had some entertaining things on there and, and those guys and girls worked really hard, uh, to put on the best show they could considering the circumstances. Um, but right now that was, uh, that was pretty much the biggest distraction as far as just something going on, uh, as far as anything entertainment or sports wise. So right now we're just kind of back into a little bit of a lull. Um, there has been some, some talking going on around, uh, different leagues and whatnot about some scenarios. Obviously, uh, the biggest news coming out so far this week is that the masters looking to, uh, move to a November weekend. Um, which to me just feels really, feels really weird because that's five months away, literally from when they would do it again, uh, give or take. And so it's going to be a lot colder. Um, you know, weather's going to be a little bit more of an issue then. Uh, I'm sure it's still going to look immaculate. Uh, I have no doubt about that, but nevertheless, that's really been the first big sporting event announcement as far as a date for something. Uh, that has been kind of let out, and again, we don't have no we have no idea what things are going to be like moving forward, and, and how things are going to be going into the fall. So, uh, obviously, you know the PGA trying to do something. There has been some talks from Major League Baseball about the possibility of moving teams and people to Arizona to try to um, get some sort of semblance of a season started, maybe even without fans involved, but just to get some kind of season going. With that, uh, the NBA has been looking at doing some a uh, little bit different approach, maybe with uh, some some key players coming in doing um, some horse competitions and whatnot to be televised. Uh, NASCAR has had a lot of success here the last couple of weeks doing some virtual racing with some uh, NASCAR drivers and particular people, and even having commentary on it on Fox. Um, and that's been really entertaining and, and has actually gotten a lot of good publicity from it. And I think you're going to start seeing some more of that stuff happening too. But just as far as live sports, uh, I'm a big sports guy, obviously. And so, you know, anything that we can get at this point in whatever semblance of a fashion it can be is good. Now, I've enjoyed watching some repeat things on TV. There's been a lot of uh, old football and basketball games and baseball games even that's been shown um so that's been pretty cool to catch some things on the fly um but pretty much most of the stuff i've been watching i've just been watching my tv 
I got this big, massive TV uh, library of, of shows that I've collected over the years, and I've been watching stuff from there. And obviously, with the kids, been watching a little Disney Plus. And um, one movie I haven't seen yet is Onward. I really want to see that one, but I'm um, gonna try and watch it here real soon. But um, yeah, Sports World is is trying to figure things out. And uh, as we move into uh, the late stages of spring, and as we get ready for uh, the start of summer, you know, it's still a lot of question marks in the air. And, and, and really, nobody knows how this thing is going to break down. I think it's going to be, um, first and foremost, it's going to be if this outbreak kind of tempers itself and starts to dip down a little bit, will there be where there'll be a decision to go forward and make a move to kind of get things re- restarted, but with still restrictions involved, which I think that's going to be the case anyway. I think you see, you're going to see if we start anything back up, there's still going to be restrictions. And I think it's going to change a lot of things. I, obviously, moving forward, this thing is going to change a lot. And it may be in some good ways as well, which I think 9-11 helped with that. Um, made things have to change as far as security and stuff, but as far as like hygiene and how your businesses are ran and how places are taken care of, I think it's definitely going to put a lot more regulations on, on people to, to do more and take care of things better, uh, especially with gatherings and people and in large masses coming together. Uh, it will be really interesting to see how they do, but you know what, to me, uh, baseball, golf, those things, uh, you know, those things to me, um, can possibly be something that can get going. That can be the sports thing that kind of gives you a little bit of a, a fix. Again, I do think we're going to see a situation where some of these sports may go without fans to start off with, and then they may try to move into something else. But I would be shocked if we get any kind of finish to the NBA season at this point. I, I just think that that's going to be super unrealistic unless they – one scenario that they could do is they could seed everybody as is going into the coronavirus break and giving them about a month or so, maybe a couple of weeks to kind of get themselves conditioned and get back together, team meetings and whatnot. And then you could put them into a playoff scenario. I think that's something that, you know, they might look at doing. But as far as saving the season and playing the rest of the season out, I just don't see how they're going to be able to do that. And then, you know, everything right now seems to be pushing itself back into fall. And and what you're going to end up having is you're going to have, you're going to have a logistics nightmare for a lot of situations, your TV situation, uh, TV advertising, uh, obviously venues, obviously a lot of different scenarios that are going to be really affected by all these sports kind of backlogging themselves right into the fall uh, you know, and, and again, you know, the big question is, are we going to have football? So I think football stands to be the one that, you know, if they're the one that makes the ultimate move, which they're going through with the draft, they're going to do it virtually. Um, I think this is going to be a situation where, you know, obviously they're, they're, they're remaining hopeful and trying to get something going. Now, how different would it look? How shortened would it possibly be? We don't know. But I think football really kind of sets the tone for everything. But I think something like golf, uh, and I know not everybody's a golf fan. Uh, I tried golf. It was too expensive of a frustration, so I quit very quickly. But I think something like golf, just any kind of something competitive, I think for anybody who's a sports enthusiast would gladly welcome. And and you don't have to have people out on the fairways for that. Golf golf has their money coming in from other sources and other revenue, and including TV revenue. 
And I think right now the TV networks, I mean, the TV networks right now are desperate for anything that is live and current uh, in any genre. They just put on Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood, albeit for a charitable kind of deal, but they just threw them on for about an hour doing some live music from Garth's studio. So uh, I think right now they'll, they'll take anything. Uh, they'll take anything and everything that they can to get something on the air. So I think golf might be the first sport that could possibly reemerge. Uh, and then maybe with baseball as well, could be something that gets going. Um, but obviously, you know, we, we really wasn't even heavy into spring training or the start of, of things that were really heavy into spring training. As of yet, we had gotten some stuff done, but they were fixing to be on the cusp of starting the season. And uh, it, it kind of fell through. So conditional-wise, I don't think baseball players would necessarily need as much to get into it. And quite honestly, I would welcome a shortened baseball season anyway for Major League Baseball. But that's just me. But I think the pro leagues are the ones that are going to set the tone. The pro leagues are the ones that are going to set the tone for the colleges and, and everything else to come after that. Uh, the NBA was the one that set the tone when this thing broke out. And I think, you know, the pro sports teams and the leagues are going to be the ones to do this. And obviously health is going to be the number one priority. Uh, and they're going to do everything they can. But I do think moving moving situations out west, maybe a little bit more isolated, more rural areas like, like Nevada, like Arizona even, uh, I think that gives you an opportunity to, to do some things. And let's face it, I mean, I think anything right now, that could come across the board will be gladly welcome. So, you know, I've kind of got through my sports detox. I've been able to kind of enjoy it for what it is and just uh, waiting to kind of be looking for whatever is going to come across the board. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, locally, uh, we're just kind of waiting for what we feel like is an inevitable deal, and that will be the schools will not reopen before the end of the year, and we probably won't get high school sports again. And that's going to be a real bummer. Uh, really sad situation indeed, and I, I hate it for a lot of the senior athletes that are that are involved, and some senior athletes especially who were on some teams that really had shots to make a legitimate deep run for state championships. Uh, and again, the, the here in South Carolina, our high school league pretty much is at the will of the school districts because if a school district in a county that's had a big hit by the virus decides to close down school, obviously then their athletics are done for. And so if certain schools can't participate in athletics, how does that affect the bigger picture? Um, will you still go forward with a state championship when you wouldn't necessarily have all the teams represented? I think that's your big challenge there. Um, you know, the teams that can will fight for it. Um, but, you know, I think we're looking at a pretty much a close down uh, of school through through the end of the year and be done with that and just kind of regroup, refocus and retool ourselves and get ready for hopefully starting back in the fall. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, still a lot of unknown. I mean, we're starting our fourth week into this um, kind of quarantine situation here in South Carolina. It's been kind of a day-to-day kind of deal. We've gotten different guidelines and restrictions and encouragements daily. <laughs> and uh, I think everybody's battling and debating over what they want and what they think should be and not understanding, but what they could get could be something that they don't really want. And so there's just a lot of frustration right now. And I think there's a lot of people who are sitting home now kind of getting a little anxious. I think getting a month into this thing now, and, and even if you go a little bit longer than that, even to the end of April, 
you're looking at almost a month and a half of sitting sitting out of just life and uh, not necessarily life inside your house or with your family, but just life in general and doing things. And I think it's going to come down to having hard decisions being made about getting things back going, people going back to work, getting jobs back going and getting businesses back going. Albeit you may have to still have, like I said, same restrictions, same guidelines. There still be some social distancing involved, but at least to stimulate something to kind of get things going because I realistically see us being in a, in a, in a really world of hurt if we go through another entire month after April, if we go into May and go through another month <clears throat> of an economic shutdown, that's, that's, that's really going to be tough. Um, I think there's some businesses, <clears throat> excuse me, that have been set up <clears throat> to sustain themselves for, for a little bit, for a few weeks, but obviously long-term, uh, the challenge is going to be really tough. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. As far as me and my family, um, we are technically quote unquote on spring break this week, which means we get the awesome opportunity just to keep doing what we've been doing and staying at home. Um, I continue to work my job at church and continue to do some things there as we get ready for Easter this week and trying to do some things for that. And, um, you know, just trying to keep in some sort of rhythm, uh, and ministry and serving. But again, it's hard. It's, you know, I've, I've gone now, you know, this is fourth week where I haven't been around students and been around teens and being in youth ministry. That's been a big thing. Um, and I just, uh, I think it's just been something to, to kind of really kind of step back and, and look at. And, and I really have enjoyed spending more time with my kids. I really have enjoyed getting to walk with them through this, even though the younger two, not so much really understanding things but even with my daughters in the sixth grade um she's gotten to understand it and she's battled through it just like any preteen would um but you know we've we've kind of kept her in a situation where you know she wasn't totally dependent on a lot of other things or people to where she would be too stir crazy or too difficult to be with um she loves us and she loves her brother and sister and so i think we've done pretty good considering four weeks in here uh, of how things have been, but I don't know how your situation may be or how your situation is going. Some of you may have cabin fever. Look, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm a, I'm a big extroverted person. This is this has really been a, a, a stretch of patience for me. And there's days when I wake up thinking, okay, this is gonna this is gonna end tomorrow or this is gonna end this weekend. And um, so I'm I'm remaining hopeful, but I'm also being trying to be realistic and trying to be supportive and encouraging. But I know there's a lot of people out there right now that are that are getting very anxious. And I think that anxiousness is going to continue to grow the longer this thing kind of sits at a standstill. Um, but definitely South Carolina as a whole is not near as bad a situation as some of the other states here in the country. Uh, there are parts of the state that are having some, some really tough outbreaks, especially in the big, dense populated areas like Greenville and you know, Columbia and Charleston, but I think, you know, I think we're starting to see a little bit of decline in some things. So who knows this, this might be this week might be the week we kind of peek out and then maybe see things kind of trend down a little bit, but you know, I, I don't know if we're ever going to get to a full total non-trending deal, which leads us back to the whole thought process of, you know, what kind of decisions are going to be made and they're going to be decisions that are be hard. But I really think at some point 
it's going to come a time where we're going to have to take the aggressive approach and we're going to have to get back involved. And elderly people, senior citizens who have underlying conditions are going to have to just be continue to be isolated. But obviously, people can still serve them and help them and provide for them if, if there are people that are needed for that. But um, there's going to be some restrictions and guidelines that are going to have to stay in place. And hopefully people would adhere to them. But I think you can still manage that uh, and, and deal with it the best way you can. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But that's kind of updated where we are with uh, the COVID-19 situation. Kind of updated about, you know, sports stuff and what's going on with there. Um, obviously, this is Holy Week and we have Easter coming up. And obviously, you think about Easter and you think about you know, the probably the largest attendance of any other day in, in, in the year of the church uh, for any denomination. And it's, uh, you know, we have always had this running joke that, you know, you know, Christmas, Christmas Eve, you know, Easter, that's when you see the most people. And um, But I think more and more the last couple of weeks, I think you have seen, at least I have seen some people that are really truly appreciating what we have when we do gather together and how much they appreciate that and how much this social distancing thing has kind of uh, changed that. So I'm hoping that when we do finally get to come together regularly, that, you know, obviously um, there will be a hunger to get back involved, get back in serving. Obviously there are people a part of the church that are serving right now, people that are serving others and serving ministries outside of the church walls, which is a great thing you know, called to be the church outside of the walls, not just on the inside of the walls. But, um, you know, everything's different. Everything's going to be different. And if it's not different, then you have to ask yourself, why wasn't it different for you? Because I think each one personally has to find that point of, look, we cannot go back to doing things the same way we were. We have to go back better. We have to go back different and stronger. And I, and I feel like I'm getting more of that now. And I feel like I'm getting stronger in some areas and getting confident and being more loose and enjoying things that otherwise I might have needed a break from or needed an escape from. But there's things that I miss. There's people that I miss. There's students that I miss. So I think walking through this process, uh, this definitely will be a very um, different an interesting kind of Easter Sunday. But man, there's so many churches that have been doing a good job of getting content out there and providing, you know, obviously we've tried to do that too, but uh, I, I think there's not, here's the thing. Nobody has a legitimate excuse about not being able to take part of something because there's plenty out there, you know, and there's, it's just at the click of a, a click of your finger that you can find it. So I think it's allowing a lot of churches, especially churches who are not necessarily tech, technically ready for this to be more efficient and intentional with what they do and how they do it. And I think it's going to better the church as a whole going forward. It's going to create opportunities to stay connected beyond face-to-face personal interaction. And that's a good thing. Anytime we can, we can advance ourselves and adapt and do things better, do things different. Obviously that's what you got to do. And so this has been a perfect opportunity for that. And also to challenge people's faith. I mean, I don't know about you, but my faith's been challenged some. I, you know, I, I'm dealing with anxiousness from time to time, and I've battled a couple of fears and, and, and things that are in my thoughts. But you know, the thoughts and, and everything and every day change. You know, so yesterday I got outside, got on lawnmower, cut grass for about two and a half hours, and it was great. It was great therapy. 
I love cutting grass. I love being outside. I love being with my kids outside. I love, you know, working outside. And so, um, that is, you know, for the people that hate doing yard work, I really feel for them because they probably went into this thing thinking, oh man, I actually got to do this now. But even with that, hopefully it's a better appreciation. It's like, you know what? This is good. This is not a terrible thing, especially if you got like big yards and, you know, you got to take care of a lot of responsibility when it comes to that. That's going to keep you motivated. So, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to sit there and maybe work on washing the car here uh, in another day or two and doing something that, you know, we usually don't do as regularly as we should. Um, but with the pollen being so bad, it's kind of hard. But just to give the kids an idea of seeing, okay, this is how you can do it. Um, so things like that, those are things that inspire me and keep me motivated. Um, I, I, I've always loved to draw and to sketch. I haven't done it as much, even coloring some. I haven't done it as much. I've done a lot of coloring in the last year or so. Uh, I love comic books and I love superheroes. So I've been done a lot of stuff with that. But uh, me and my um, my family kind of discovered on YouTube this thing from Disney Parks about how you can draw some of the basic Disney characters. And so we've been kind of going through some videos, learning how to draw some Disney stuff, just trying to find something different to do and to be active. You know, that's not necessarily like typing something <laughs> or playing a video game. <clears throat> so drawing definitely has been a challenge because relearning how to sketch relearning sketch lines and guidelines and all that stuff has been really cool and trying to tap in some of that stuff again um but i definitely think now we are learning that there's so much more that we can do that we did we didn't really think about before and like for my kids when they said i'm bored now they're realizing there's so much more to do especially at this time of year when it's easy to get outside now if this thing would have happened right in the middle of you know, late, late fall, winter, it's cold, rainy. Oh man, man, it would be, it would be really rough. Um, still, still manageable, but very rough. So I'm thankful for outside. I'm thankful for being able to be outside. Um, so kind of wrapping up a little bit, not, not too long of a, a podcast today, just rambling off some thoughts about things and, and how we're going. And uh, obviously I'm looking forward to, uh, to Easter weekend and, and just and just being able to focus in on for the reason of the season for this week and and moving beyond and, and thinking about things and thinking about how we're going to do things going forward. Um, but obviously there's a lot of people out there that are hurting, a lot of people that are struggling, a lot of people that are losing jobs, a lot of people that are on the verge of losing jobs, um, people that are, are having suicidal thoughts, people that are having some struggles in their relationships and their marriages with finances that were already happening but now have magnified more. So, you know, as a believer, as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus Christ, the most we can do is pray for something and pray for someone. And so I would encourage anybody who listens to this podcast, whether it's five of you or 50 of you, um, I would encourage you to pray, pray for our country, pray for our leadership, pray for people in your family, people that you know that work in, in healthcare and in service areas and the grocery store workers, the banks, the mechanics, the, you know, all these people that are still out there doing and servicing and serving our, 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 our economy and our people. Um, make sure that we pray for them and make sure we pray because there's somebody out there. I promise you that is struggling a lot more than you are right now. 
So take this opportunity, make sure you make the most of it. And um, next time I will give you a podcast. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll get another one out this week or not, but uh, the next time uh, we give you a podcast, I want to talk about something fun and I'm going to talk about comic books. I'm going to talk about superheroes. I'm going to talk about the fact that Lee Collins is probably the biggest nerdy kid that you can find. And we're going to talk about that. So that might be a little bit different change of pace, a little bit lighthearted and uh, should be fun. So hopefully you can tune back in when that comes out here soon. So you guys have a great, great Easter week and stay safe. Uh, Stay at home unless you absolutely have to get out and make sure you be praying for everybody. God bless.